Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. Hey. Hi. How are you? Are you all right? It's always quite funny when we do this because, you know, we've been together for a couple of hours and then we sit down and we do this and we go, hey. Hey, and then it's how like, are you? I save stuff up. Yeah, I don't talk I think, to you for a while. Well, I can't talk to him because I need to save mm. the podcast. First of all, do you, do you like my hair? Well, I, forget the hair. Yeah. We need to discuss jumper and trousers combo because... Well, we can put a picture up this a, on the end I would say an uh, orange, burnt, a burnt orange jumper, mm. but with... Coppery orange. Coppery orange corduroy trousers. It just doesn't... Does it just work? Like, it shouldn't work, but in the great words <laughs> of my father... <laughs> It just it works. It works, yeah. Well, great. We'll take a picture. If you're on the Entail app, you'll really see it. Really nice. We'll stick it on Instagram as well. Yeah, Thanks so hair much. looks really nice, but am I supposed to be noticing something? Well, I just realised that I've had some videos to shoot this this afternoon yeah. uh, for work. And yeah. my hair was really fluffy. And we're in the flat Sorry, wait, now. what was it? My hair was really fluffy. What was it? My hair was really fluffy. <gasps> what? <laughs> what is going on, oh my God. listeners? She likes that. You say fluffy. Fluffy. Really? Do I? I don't know. I say fluffy. You said it's fluffy. Fluffy. You say fluffy. Fluffy. Do I? Like Wagamama's. I love... But that's amazing. That's a northern... Fluffy. Fluffy. It's a northern thing. Well, I guess so. God, it's great. But I realised I I didn't uh, get... Can I just say... Did you hear that? Yes, that is a proper... Listen to that. He made a little cry. Please Mm. don't drink me. Yeah. Guinness. Michael's I'm having, having a Guinness. Guinness. Yeah, I know. Well, it's 5.30 on a Tuesday, and I thought... Uh, what better Guinness time? o'clock, yeah. Yeah, I just thought I'd have a little drink of Guinness. I've really got back into the old Guinness. Only one, like one or two a week. I'm not a drinker, as you know. And from a can. Uh, yeah, it's well, it's called that, draft, it? draft Guinness in a can. That You can get normal Guinness in a can Sorry, and draft I'm Guinness in a can. Fizzing everything again. This one's uh, the draft one, so it's got a widget in it, but it gives you that effect but i do like it oh steady um Um, michael yes hair we were discussing your hair ran out of hair products right i haven't got anything greasy here what so i've got blow dry sprays here i've got brushes what do you call it blow dry sprays no but what else do you call it product you've got jollop Jollop. i haven't got any jollop here so this is some garnier skin moisturizer that i've put in my hair no yeah it's all right isn't it ultra lift Ultralift. Is it no, the red not the red. Pot? No, the green bottle. Oh, the body moisturizer. Body moisturizer. It's that. amazing that well, stuff. Probably doing wonders for my hair. It right? look, it, not joking. It actually looks really nice. Yeah. Well, that's what's in my hair. Classic. Um, I need something greasy. You know what I mean. Otherwise, it goes fluffy. I like a bit of grease in my hair. Fluffy. And I only washed it yesterday, oh. so it's on the rampage. Don't know for what's fluff. wrong with me today, but um, like, literally, you can do no wrong. Really? Like, like everything you say is cute. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Mm. Fluffy. Mm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I've got an amazing. Uh, I've I've really really been sort of using our listeners' uh, yes. solutions, life solutions, life hacks, and I've got one that I think. Uh-huh. You are going to really like, but shall we quickly tell everybody who we are and what we're doing? My name is Michael Douglas. My name's Davina McCall. And this is a podcast called Making the Cut. And the idea is we recommend things to you that we think make the cut. So it could be anything from some toothpaste or it could be a drink or it could be an app, a book, a TV show, a computer... A pencil. A computer, that was random. Oh, now you're just looking at everything in the... <laughs> yeah, anything, yeah. A can, a, glass, a table, a tripod. Yeah. Um, but it can literally be anything. I mean, I guess the word making the cut was a play on me being a hairdresser. Yes. But it's nothing to do with hair. But although we have talked about hair products on here before, I mean, I've just mentioned one. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Moisturiser. I've just done a Judy Finnegan. You have for um, cleavage has just Sorry about escaped. that. Escaped. 
So yeah, that's what it is. And that's what we're here to do. And this is the final episode of this season where we're going to take a little break and we'll be back after Easter with a new sponsored show. What's it going to be sponsored? It's just really weird, that, it? <laughs> I wonder who's going to sponsor us. We don't no actually know idea. yet. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, um, so yeah, that's us making the cut. You're, you're very welcome, and we're very glad you're listening. So we love our listeners, we as do. our regular listeners know. And anybody new, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. And basically, everybody can get hold of us on the Making the Cut Insta page if you've got any ideas or anything that you want us to try, or you just want to kind of say hi, whatever. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And this woman called Hannah Bennett. Benoworth sent us a message and she said get this app called Just Watch. Now I'm quickly going to show you her message Message. because she said two things for you. The Just Watch app which I'm going to show you in a second so don't read that bit. And The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz Okay. Which is a book and it's a great read for those who lack a bit of self-belief or struggle with what others might think of them. Now, I haven't read this book. Oh, me neither. But a self-help book, I always think, is amazing. Yeah. You know, sometimes you read it and you think, oh my God, that book changed my life. Yes. The Road Less Travelled yeah, yeah. changed my life. So, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz and Hannah has recommended that. But the thing that I wanted to show you was the Just Watch app. So, I downloaded it. Okay. And I thought, well, how good this can, can this be? So, what are you thinking immediately when you look at it looks very like... Well, Netflix or IMDb. something like that. Oh, IMDb, yes. You know, yes. it's so like, well, <clears throat> yeah. is it going to be exactly the same as IMDb? So tell me what you want to watch, TV show. Oh, a TV show. Um, Top Gear. Top Gear. So I'm going to type in Top Gear into the search thing, and it comes up with all the Top Gears that you could watch. But So we're going to turn put it on uh, the top s- result. Yep. So it's Top Gear from 2003. Um, so you can wow. track the show. Yeah. You can... Tick the episodes oh, that, that you've, you've seen. seen. That is really oh, helpful. Good. Yeah, yeah. Because it's quite annoying when you've watched a series yeah. and you're not sure what you've seen. You can give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, mm-hmm. and you can click on various episodes, mm-hmm. and it will show you where you can find it, uh-huh. the best price you can buy it at, uh-huh. on all the different formats. You know, because sometimes yeah. Amazon's got it. Sometimes yeah, yes, yeah, like Netflix has got various it. Various places have got it. So. Sky Go have got it yep. that you can stream, mm-hmm. and Amazon have also got it, and you can buy it. Okay. Which I just think is so interesting. Then it's yeah. got all the episodes. You just tick the ones ah, that you've seen. okay. And it's also and got clips and, and trailers and featurettes, and um, it's also got a rating, so yeah. it'll show you the IMDb rating. So if you like IMDb, I would say it's the perfect marriage for IMDb, okay. because it does stuff that IMDb, IMDb doesn't do. <laughs> And you know, sometimes you think, oh, IMDb have got everything covered. Yeah. And then I watched this and I thought, oh, oh God, if you're looking for a TV show and you think, oh, yes. do you remember if we're looking for something like an old movie, like yep. Goodfellas the other night? Oh, yes. It's like, where do we find it? Mm-hmm. It's really useful to be able to look Locate up stuff. and see all the different platforms that you can get it on, but sometimes you can get it for free. Who, so why pay for it? Who recommended that? Did you say their name? Hannah. Hannah. Benneworth. Thanks, uh, Hannah, so very thank much you. indeed. You yeah, have very made good. our lives better, yeah. and hopefully some of our listeners yes. too. Now, you mentioned something in there that just... Goodfellas. Goodfellas. You just watched it. Well, you told me to watch it not yeah. that long ago. Yeah. Because you'd watched it with your boys. Yes. And I got slightly jealous. Mm-hmm. And then we were going to try and watch it with... When we had all, all the us. teenagers yeah, in yeah. the house, mm. that didn't work out. So just me and Chester watched it the other night. Okay. And it was amazing. Yeah. Well, interesting. My boys haven't seen it. Oh. I've watched it on my it's own, but I haven't got around them to watch it yet. so yeah. intense. Mm. I mean, the violence in it, mm. even by today's standards. And we're used to massive amounts of really full-on violence yeah. in a lot of films. <laughs> when you think about it, Goodfellas at the time. Yeah. It was horrific, right? Yeah, yes, it was brutal, yeah. I mean, where everybody was horrified. Joe yeah. Pesci in particular. Yeah, yeah, he's plays a that real character. monster, isn't he's he? He's such a monster. Yeah. And um, I read a great bit of trivia, uh-huh. um, which said that that scene, mm-hmm. you know, when he said, you think I'm funny? Yeah. And Ray Liotta says, oh, you're yeah, funny. Yeah. You're so funny. And he goes, you think I'm funny? And then suddenly <laughs> the, the whole mood changes. Mm-hmm. So basically, Joe Pesci apparently had said that to a mobster when he was working in a bar. Oh, okay. And the mobster did exactly that to him. Oh. 
And right. he was so frightened. And he, yeah. he told Martin Scorsese that, and Martin Scorsese said, do it to Ray Liotta in yeah. this, but I'm not going to put it in the script so Ray's not going to know that it's coming. Oh, wow, because he's so, so unnerved by it, isn't he's he? He's so unnerved. And they all did really look like they didn't know what yeah. was going on. It was brilliant. Oof. And in this movie, actually, yep. Martin Scorsese did that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. He um, got people to improvise, but okay. it was a bit with um, Paul Sorvino. Was it Mi- Mira Sorvino? Was his daughter? Oh, and she is was an actress. Yeah, she not in American Beauty then? The young blonde girl? No, that's M- Mia Sorvino. No, okay. I don't think oh, it is. Okay, I'm thinking of somebody else then. Um, I'm just going to look that up quickly. I, I, it's definitely one of Scorsese's best movies, Goodfellas, I think. But it's bloody long, right? I mean, well, you said it was three hours, but it's not. It? It's um, it was two and a half hours. Okay. Which I know, I know is only half an hour <laughs> yeah, of three yeah. hours. It's a... Uh, but I know it is... Yeah, um, it's a commitment. It's, it's a massive commitment, but to me, yeah. it didn't feel didn't like feel it like was okay, good. really dragging good. on. And it got a massive 8.7 on IMDb. 8.7? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely worthy of that, I think. And it's not like it's riddled with CGI or things that really date quite badly. I also think it's a really good understanding of what was going on in New York yes. around that time. Because I think for your kids and my kids... It's hard for them to picture a world with a mafia running massive industry across huge cities like well, New York. Well, it was almost and impossible for Chester to understand that. Yeah, like so. I think a lot of Scorsese's films do a great job of, of, of playing that out. But because it's a movie, you'd think, is this real? Is that real? But there are some fantastic documentaries about that time on Netflix about what went on, about how they ran the whole construction industry. Mm. How they ran all uh, fas- the fashion industry in mm. New York. Like it was all run by the mafia, and it was so difficult to get them to let go of it. And before drugs came on the scene, it all kind of well, they, worked they, quite well. They policed a lot of, of they that did. stuff, really. Yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a lot of benefits, I guess, to them. But the mass murder that went on uh, because of them is is unbelievable. But yeah. I, that film really really brings it to life. What I also love is the fact that young men wore suits all the time. Mm. Like, even if you were going to go and kill someone, mm. you wore a suit to go mm. and do it. You know, like, there was <laughs> swagger and style in everything, even the moment you murdered somebody. Whereas, you know, a murderer now has probably got, like, a... I love it. Like, uh, are you yeah. getting into the brain of a murderer? So, got, yeah, he's got, what's like, he a, got on? a puffer jacket on. He's yeah. probably got, like, a gilet on yeah. as well. Black balaclava. Yeah, balaclava. Leather gloves, all yeah. that stuff. Not a bloody... Not a suit. Single-breasted suit. No. You know, and some uh, Gucci loafers. There's so much style and swagger about it, and I love the fact it's all centred around food as well. Yes. You know, even when they're in prison. That's Italian-Sicilian thing, like isn't it? Charping up the, the garlic and all of that stuff. And um, did you know that... Al Pacino turned down the role of Jimmy. The one I did, Robert yes. Niro. I did read that. Mm. I mean, there's a few things that, that Pacino's turned down over the years that turned out to be a huge mistake, but it's really funny, I, I think, all He didn't of that want stuff. to get typecast, he said. He did regret <laughs> it. He massively regretted it. I mean, he was, so. after Scarface, he was done. He was yeah. already typecast. It was crazy, yeah. you know. I interviewed Ray Liotta. Mm. Did you know his mum died while he was making this movie? So he I didn't channeled know a that. lot of the sort of sadness uh, really? and anger. What I love about Scorsese's stuff is the narration of it mm. all. He does it in this, he does it in Casino, does yes. it in The Wolf of Wall Street, yes, narrated all the way through so, it. That's so yeah. true, I hadn't thought about yeah. that. It's a real trick that he's got and it, it really helps because if you're, if you're watching the thing and, and a little bit unsure about what's going on, someone just tells you what's happening and yes. why it's happened and you yes. go, oh. So you can settle into it's the movie. It's a comfortable it's, experience. Yeah, you're not, gonna, oh you're God, not trying to solve the puzzle of the movie. I've it's being solved for that. you. Yeah. He's bloody brilliant, Scorsese, I think. Um, what's interesting is if you watch this and then watch Casino and then watch The Irishman, which mm. I don't think you've seen no, yet, because that is well, three and a half off. hours long. Yeah, but I've watched that since and enjoyed it a lot more the second time around. Mm. But especially if you're watching them in that order, Scorsese's made them kind of to, to, to take you through the New York years, the Vegas years, mm. and then obviously... Um, You've got the the hitman who kills Jimmy Hoffa mm. in The Irishman. It's they're, they're great. I, I'm so glad you watched it, but both my boys haven't seen it, so I'm looking forward to, to putting oh, them I through mean, it. They're gonna love mm. it. Yeah, and I love the uh, trivia. All, all the it's trivia. so it's good, isn't it? So on the subject of violent movies, yes. my son came home from film school on Friday, and he said, uh, "Could you watch a film with me tonight?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." He said, "It's quite violent." And I was like, "Yeah, I love, I love a violent movie, you know." And he said. Um, it's called Hardcore Henry. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? It's, it is quite funny. Are you sure that, it's a violent yeah. movie, son? 
he said, yeah, yeah. And I said, when did it come out? And he said, oh, you know, it came out in, um, you know, 2015 or something like that. Yeah. Hello, Henry. Do you remember how you got here? This next part might hurt. Squeeze. You and I were, we still are, husband and wife. I love you, Henry. Henry, they want your technology. How do you like the new you? So yeah, 2015 it came out, 6.7 on IMDb, but it's only about an hour and 30 minutes long, one hour, 36 minutes long. And I thought anything under seven, it's got to be under an hour and a half, really, or under two hours for me to to bother watching it. So I said, yeah, sure, you know, what's going on with it? Now, my son's studying films at at film school, so we're interested in all the different ways you can make a movie. So this is a film that it's shot clearly through the eyes of the star. So it's a completely POV shot, the whole thing. All you're yes. seeing is the movie through the eyes of the person. I've only ever seen one other movie done like this. And is that? do you ever see that person? Never see the person. Oh, wow. Oh, Weird. I, the, the very final scene, there is a little trick they do where you get to see his face. He starts at the beginning of the movie. Tim Roth's in it very briefly. Oh, is so he? So you go, oh, Tim Roth, that's a comfort. You know, there's mm. a big star in it. It's made by a Russian writer and a director. And you wake up and obviously the, the first shot you see is, the, is what the person sees waking up. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of half robot, half man. And his wife, who's a surgeon, is piecing him together. And he's aware. And the wife tells him she loves him and she's glad. And, but his legs start to rotate in all sorts of weird ways. And his arms does as well. And then the skin forms over. Then there's a big explosion and then they need to escape. Don't give, don't no, I'm not, I'm not going to give too okay. much away. This is in the first few, few minutes, really. Okay. And then you realise they're actually in a blimp above the sky and they need to parachute out. But of course, you're only seeing what he sees, you know, so getting in the parachute capsule and all that oh, stuff. Oh, God. So you're really on the edge of your seat the whole time. He jumps out the parachute and then he lands in Russia by the looks of things and then he's constantly being chased by a series of people. Now, once I did a bit of research on the film, this leading person that you're seeing the movie through their eyes is played by eight different stuntmen. So it's not the oh, same person. Okay. So there's a series of stuntmen doing these things. So some of them are parkour experts. So you're being taken on this journey of parkour. Oh, wow. And you're climbing up the sides of buildings, up drain pipes, you know, like 20 stories high, you know, somebody's, cl- somebody's actually climbing these buildings. Wow. That's why I think it's shot in Russia, because I don't think you could get away with doing this in the UK at all legally you'd be shut down as a movie so they're taking without a shadow of a doubt you'd have to have all sorts of harnesses and stuff um, like that Tom Cruise does yeah but I mean you can imagine the the, imagine the budget on a Tom Cruise film yes that's true this this was maybe two million dollars oh okay so I would have thought Mission Impossible's 120 million dollars or something so There's very little CGI going on in there and all the stunts seem extremely real. And by God, there was sweat pouring out the palms of my hands as I was watching some of it, you know, when they're on the edge of buildings having a fight. And of course, the camera's going over the edge. They keep, oh, get back, get back. It was absolutely fantastic. So there's problems with it because obviously if you're only seeing from one perspective, some of the shots look clunky and some of them you think, oh, it looks a bit cheap. That didn't really work. There's, there isn't any actors in but it that I was familiar like with. But if you like an action movie? If you like computer games, action movies, and the mixture of those two things together, it's essentially a bit like watching a computer game, a first-person shooter. Oh, well, Chester would love it. Chester will go nuts. Oh, OK. Now, it is an 18, by the way. Oh, OK. And it is very, very violent. violent. OK, yeah. I might wait then. But Although I... What I would say... We did just yeah, watch Goodfellas, which is also an 18, yeah. yeah. What I would say is, is watch the opening title sequence. The opening title sequence is a series of slow-motion violent acts. So there's a bit where a knife goes into somebody's neck. Oh, no. In slow motion. In oh, the no. most amazing high-definition way. Oh, no, way. I don't think I... It is just breathtaking how they've done it. So... I, I won't go on about it much more, but go and have a little look at the trailer, maybe. Uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime at 2.49. It might be on Netflix as well. Wait, but would you like me to look it up? Yeah, I'll look. the it's... Just Watch app. That is a great okay, idea. Okay, hang on. Uh, what's it called? Hardcore, Hardcore Henry. Henry. It's um, a very funny name. It's a very funny name. I mean, Sonny, when he mentioned it, I thought, God, this is going to be awful. Okay, Hardcore Oh, it's all over the place. So you can rent it. For two forty nine from Amazon, 
uh, YouTube or Rakuten yes. TV. I don't know. Uh, and you can buy in the same places for five ninety nine on Amazon, YouTube, and Rakuten. I'd say if you've got teenage boys uh, or people who are uh, late, what well, not late teens, but let's say mid teens. It is an 18, remember, it is quite violent, but it is a really good hour and a half. There's quite a lot of humour in it. There's one particular actor who was in um, District 9. Remember the South African guy? He's a really fascinating, brilliant actor, but you never see him in anything. He plays about 12 different characters in this thing. Really? One minute he's a homeless guy, next minute he's a coke dealer, next minute he's. And then it turns out that there's a little twist towards the end. But anyway, Hardcore Henry, it's. He really kind of set me on fire. I was like, bloody hell, it was great. And not only that, a technical achievement that is superb. Wow. Superb. So there you go. I've got two things I want to tell yeah. you. Firstly, I want to apologise to my mum, Gabby, mm-hmm. because she told me about Happy Bottles last week. And I didn't... I didn't you didn't credit her with I that. I didn't credit her mm. with that. I just mm. sort of... I made it sound as if it was my own. Yeah. And I just want to apologise to her. Did she pull you up on that? Um, no, she didn't. Oh, she but I thought about it. I thought mm-hmm. how bad I'd been, what a bad daughter I'd Did been. You? Because yeah. because she'd obviously listened to it. Mm-hmm. Because she told me yeah. that she put in some Lensman insoles. <gasps> really? Yes. And her back's been hurting and yeah. she's put some in and she she's thinks for they're the great. Yeah, she's just waiting to see. I'm so pleased because they really do make a difference. Yeah, well, she, I but I was... You. When she said that, I was like, she listened. Oh, she listened. And then I went, oh, no, I didn't. You didn't. Name check her. She could just go, Gabby is amazing. She told me about the happy bottles last week. In future, Gabby, I will keep an eye on her and make sure that she isn't, what would you call it, plagiarising. Yeah, plagiarising, Your recommendations, yeah. Uh, What you got for me? Oh, my God. Yeah? So, what... Is my entire Facebook feed pornography? Apart from that, uh, dogs and cats, babies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. So <laughs> this is a TV program that I have been made aware of via short little Facebook mm-hmm. films, and um, that Channel Four made, and it's called the Dog House. And I know the dog. You house. know that, like that. You know. That, you spend a lot of time. I spend time a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say to Alice that she spends no time with whatsoever. <laughs> ever, ever, okay, ever. Okay, okay, it was a joke. Yeah. Um, so The Dog House uh-huh. is one of those shows. It's a bit like Long Lost Family. Mm-hmm. They can show me one minute of content from their TV programme and I am in floods of tears. And I want to talk to you about you and your dog. Yeah. Because you... You were bamboozled into getting a dog. Yes, my kids put an enormous amount of pressure on me to get a dog. How much do you love that dog? Yeah, like a hundred out of a hundred. Like out of a yeah, hundred. Yeah. Like a yeah. hundred out of fifty. Yeah. Like you love that yeah, yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yes, of course. So it is amazing the mm. joy and the life that a dog can bring you. But as we've seen with the number of puppies and stuff that have been sold in lockdown, mm-hmm. never more now have dogs meant so much but yes. this tv program is amazing because they have teamed up with the wood green charity and it is a rehoming center i think they might have various wood green centers all over the country okay. but it's an animal charity it's open 365 days a year it's a bit like um Battersea, mm-hmm. um in the, it, it's it's just the loveliest, loveliest place. But mm-hmm. what I thought was amazing, there was one girl in particular, and it's a shame because I've looked on their website and everything, and they don't have, like, the pictures of the girls and their names next mm-hmm. to it. And I looked at um, an episode and I couldn't find her on it. So, But there is one girl in particular who is so emotionally intelligent. Yeah. And when she looks... So, say, for example, there was a girl on there. She'd come with her mother. She wanted to get a dog. Because her and her boyfriend had bought a house together mm-hmm. and almost immediately after buying a house together, he just sat her down and he said, I don't want to be with you anymore. And he left. Okay. And there she was in this house that really encapsulated all of her dreams in mm-hmm. this one place and he wasn't there. And her mum was a really lovely, warm, lovely lady who was like, you know, come on, we're going to go and get your dog. And this woman, this girl 
was broken. Uh-huh. She was she was bereft. She was grieving. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'd really like to get a dog, but she was quite quiet and she cried a couple of times talking Aww. about how sad she was. Yeah. Anyway, oh God. <laughs> oh, fuck. <sighs> Come on. So, I'm going to pull it together. Yeah, cool. pull it together. So, what they have is they have this area. So, basically, they go and interview the people and they say, What do you yeah. want as a, you know, what kind of dog do you want? And then they say, Right. Then they go off and they go into the office and they all talk through the dogs that they've got. Yeah. And all of them know different dogs. Lots of them have fostered the dogs at home mm-hmm. or they know all the kind of yeah, little idiosyncrasies and, things, yeah. and quirks. And rescuing a dog, and they talk about this a lot, it is a real matchmaking thing. Mm-hmm. You have to have that connection. And you could very easily walk into a rehoming centre and mm-hmm. go... I want a Chihuahua, mm. and you could leave with a Rottweiler because yeah, yeah, the, the Rottweiler yeah. talked to you. Yes. And... Yes. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> the mum and the daughter, what mm. they do is they discuss, and then they all get really excited because they go, oh, my God, I think this dog is the perfect dog. And what they do is they take the dog on the lead, mm. they go up to this kind of really nice open-air pen but nobody can see in yeah so you you can't you don't know that you're being watched at all mm-hmm. but obviously for the tv program they've yes. got cameras in it so you feel really private and it is one-on-one time with your dog or one-on-two times so she was in there with her mother but her mother the dog comes in runs straight over to them both and the mum goes oh hi and the girl's going don't think he likes me because the dog is all over the confident mum, right? Because the confident Mm. mum is happy and Mm. she's exuding like, I'm in a good place. And the other girl's nervous. Mm -hmm. She thinks the dog's not going to like her. Okay, yes. Because her confidence has (laughs) been knocked so badly. And and then the the girls come in and they say, that that is so brilliant. They Mm. say, look, we think that this dog is going yes. to the really confident, happy person. I hope you don't mind me saying that. Yeah. And we'd like her to have a bit of time with the dog on its own, if that's yes. all right with you, to the yeah. mum. And the mum went, oh, my gosh, yes, of yeah, course. Yeah. So they they yeah. both left. I mean, honestly, I've watched this clip <laughs> yeah. four times. I can't stop really? watching it because it makes me cry every time. They both left. Yeah. And this girl, the dog... As they both left, the dog runs away from the girl and goes to the door and uh, wants, wants to go with them, which yeah. breaks her heart again, yeah, yeah. right? The Rejection. dog wants to leave her. Yeah. And then she keeps going, come over here, come over here. And it kind of comes over and then it goes back to the door mm. and you think, oh my God. What kind of a and dog is it? It's just a little, it's just a, it's just okay. a little, yeah, yeah. I think it's a cross. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a Lassa Apso okay. something cross. Tiny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, actually, maybe it's a staffy. It's okay. a staffy. Okay. okay. It's a black staffy. It's okay. really pretty. Yeah. And goes up to the door and then comes back. And then she goes closer to the door and it's playing around. And she goes, Come and have a chat with me. He goes, She says something like, You're nervous around me because mm-hmm. I'm nervous around you. Then this dog just does the most amazing thing. It's like it just knows and it walks over to her. And as it walks over to her, she's then cuts to a shot of her talking about this moment. Mm. And as she's talking about the moment, she starts crying because it meant so much to her that this dog knew what she needed. And she was sitting cross-legged and the dog put both paws on her cross legs and just rested its head (laughs) here on her shoulder Oh and she just God. gives it a cuddle and it was like she said it's just like the dog knew what i needed yeah and i thought god please tell me she anyway obviously she rehomes it mm. and um it's you know just yeah. love going forward but then obviously you can get lost in a yes a in dog a dog house wormhole a dog hole which i just got lost yeah. in you know widowers mm-hmm. widows yeah and you look at these faces of people walking mm-hmm walking in there and they're broken. Mm. Like they really look really broken and then they see a dog and their whole face <laughs> just completely melts. Sorry. It's all right. It's so nice. Yeah. The magic. And, mm. you know, I was going to talk about Nikki Campbell's book. Yeah. Um, I must go and get it from the other room, but I was going to talk about that because he talks about, you know, what do we yes. do to deserve animals? Like uh, okay. there's an unconditional yes. love that mm. an animal gives you that you just don't, you can't ever get anywhere else. Yeah. It's 
It's mainly because it wants a treat, you know. <laughs> That's all, all it is, really. But it's a really... So firstly, go yeah. get lost on Channel 4's... Um, it's they are all the episodes are on all four, and it's called Go Get Lost. No, it's called oh. <laughs> it's called the Doghouse. Okay, what's Go Get Lost? I don't, what did I say? You that? just said Go Get Lost on Channel Four. Yeah, go in the in the episode. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, no. You go and um, get lost in the yeah, episodes. Yes, okay, yes. yeah, yeah. And, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, it's basically. Also a charity, so that's okay. worth remembering. I did try and set up a monthly direct debit today, and they mm-hmm. didn't... Uh, it was a bit difficult to do that. It suddenly got clogged. Okay. Um, but you can give a monthly direct debit mm-hmm. or a weekly... Um, yeah, yeah. You know, or Absolutely. a one-off gift if you fancy. Yeah, but yeah. when you see the work that they do, it really is incredible. Aww. All Four has got all the apps. I think they've got a new series coming okay. out on Channel 4. But Wood Green Animal Charity, and definitely go and look up um, the dog houses. Epic. Good. And I'll stop crying now. Okay. Are you all right now? I'm okay. Yeah. Do you want to get Nikki Campbell's book? Um, I'll go and get Nikki Campbell's book. Okay, good. Here she comes with Nikki Campbell's book, One of the Very quickly. Nikki, yes. I mean, I'll quickly talk about this. Yeah, go for it. Because Nikki Campbell, I was terrified of Nikki Campbell when I first met him. Nikki I thought, God, Campbell. He's so clever. That's a bit racist. Oh, no, you're allowed to do that. I'm Scottish. Scottish. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Campbell is a really, really, really very lovely, warm, mm-hmm. genuine, incredibly clever, but also very vulnerable guy. Yes. He's a dichotomy, you know, mm-hmm. and he feels things incredibly deeply. Mm-hmm. But basically, he is an massive animal lover yeah. and it's called Nikki Campbell one of the family why a dog called Maxwell changed my life and talk about crying I yeah. mean this book uh, <laughs> will have you in absolute floods of tears it's a little bit of stories about um feelings that long lost family have brought up for him his story of adoption and his dog and how it says here about Maxwell changing his life how his dog really did yeah make mm-hmm. him a better person so it's lovely okay Great. I mean, I, you know, I have met Nicky through you a few times. He yeah, he's like a super nice man. Guy. Yeah. Couple of quickies. First yes. of all, I bought Bitcoin this week. Yeah, God, like I... I mean, are you up or down now? I'm down. Uh, like a lot? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm nervously down, shall we say. Are you? And yeah. what's the advice being given to you? Um, How's it work? Sit tight, sit okay. tight. So basically, yeah, so um, I, I had a friend of mine, my fitness trainer guy, who I see, I, I mean, I haven't seen him for ages, but we sit, occasionally meet in the park just for a quick co- coffee and a mooch. Um, but he'd been trading Bitcoin and he says, look, I've, I've made a fortune recently mm. buying and selling Bitcoin. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Thinking, well, this sounds like a crazy thing to do. And then a mate of his turned up and he said, oh my God, yeah, like we've made a fortune. And when I say a fortune, I'm talking tens and tens of thousands of pounds. Okay, that's how, you know, that's how much they've made. You could say hundreds of thousands of pounds. Really? That's what, what they've made from trading Bitcoin for the last really? six months. Really? Yeah. Six months? Yes. Hundreds of thousands of pounds? Yes. So oh now when you look at a Bitcoin history, you do realise that that's quite possible. If you'd have bought Bitcoin in January yes, don't, and had don't, it now. Don't, it's so annoying. So it was £4,000 in January. Mm. It's £40,000 now. That's how much it's gone up, which is a massive amount, right? Yes. 
But the biggest but start, the biggest start, to pay, the right? biggest start, which is amazing, that if you invested a thousand, if you bought a thousand pounds worth of Bitcoin in 2010, yes, right, one thousand pounds in 2010, ten years, years ago, yeah. eleven years, yeah. Guess how much that one thousand pounds would be worth? I don't, I don't Just know. have a random guess then. Like, um, um, like if you um, invested a thousand pounds, fifty million pounds, like four hundred million pounds. Oh God, that's amazing. Oh God. Um, this guy. What were we doing then? Why did well, why nobody, did you no, not, nobody believed it was going to take off, right? Like nobody believed it was going to take off, why and I did didn't. You, why did you suddenly do? Because it, he said, "Look, it's a no-brainer. You just got a couple of grand, throw it in Bitcoin, see what happens." So I thought, "Okay, great." So I did. I put it in there, and I made five hundred quid on the first day. <laughs> now, now I've lost quite a lot. So I texted lost? him. How much have you lost? Um, I've lost, let's say, twenty percent of my initial stake. Okay. Which is enough for me to kind of think, whoa, 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 Slightly clenched buttocks. Yes. So I contacted him today and said, what the hell is going on with this Bitcoin thing? And he just said, sit tight. It's going to go nuts in the next couple of weeks. It is, like, said, okay, it is like the Wild West though, right? Oh, completely like the Wild West. It's completely turbulent. So one minute it's up, next minute it's down. So is basically, what... there's two apps. Yeah. I'm not recommending these really. I'm just letting people know because as we go on into season two or what is it, season four of this, I'll let you know how my Bitcoin exploration is going. Because it'd be quite an interesting thing to but report also, back on. People might be interested. They might be so interested. So actually, yes. you recommending an app? Yeah. Okay. So I I started on Coinbase, but I was recommended to try change over to Binance. So Binance is the UK Bitcoin trading uh, thing, and app. it's an app. It's an app. You is download it free? It. It's completely free. And then what you do is you load money into Binance, like and what, a £1,000. And oh, you can do that pounds. with a credit card right. or a bank transfer or okay. whatever. And with that £1,000, you can buy various different Bitcoins. Now, there is the Bitcoin, BTC, which is the Bitcoin everybody talks about. But there's a new Bitcoin now called Ethereum, uh, which is also very big. You know, it's one coin's worth about £1,500. Yeah. A Bitcoin is worth 40 grand at the moment. One what? Coin. Yeah. So if you invest a thousand, you obviously don't get a Bitcoin. You get a bit of a Bitcoin. Mm. Um, a bit. Yeah, exactly. A bit Bitcoin. <laughs> and then there's lots of other ones that are constantly fluctuating around. This is how people make money is they buy these little coins. So like I've bought one called ADA Cardano. I don't know what that means or anything about it, but a mate of mine says, buy a bit of Cardano. I think it's going to go really well. So I put a thousand pounds into Cardano. It's currently down to about 300 pounds at the moment. I've lost 700 pounds oh, oh. at the moment. But who knows? That might go... He thinks it will. In the next few weeks, he reckons that will skyrocket, right? Okay. So I don't know. I'll keep you posted on that. So that's what you do. And then you can trade the Bitcoins like immediately. So if you see Bitcoins taking off and all your money's in Ethereum... You can you just can, swap it over. With a quick, quick press of a button, you can buy... You can sell your Ethereum and buy your Bitcoin and then sell it back. You know, whatever you want to do, it happens literally in, instantly. And that's what people are doing. That's how they're making the money. What I would say is like Elon Musk decided you can now buy a Tesla with Bitcoin. You can now buy a Subway sandwich with Bitcoin. You can start to spend it. So the, the, the idea... It is a currency. It, it's becoming a mainstream currency, <gasps> which is why they think it'll go up in value exponentially. So they reckon Bitcoin right. at the moment is worth 40 grand a coin. They reckon in the next three or four years, it'll go to a million a coin and then possibly top out of five million a coin. Wow. So you can do the maths on that. If you bought a thousand pounds of the Bitcoin now and left it for a few years and it did value at three or four million a coin, mm. you have made an amazing amount of money. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, I'm fascinated by it. And I just thought, if the world's going to go cryptocurrency, all of a sudden, yes. I want to be in. Yes. So that's what I've done. Yes. So I'm going to let you know how I get on. But at the moment, I'm down a considerable amount okay. of money. And I'm slightly... Nervous. Pooping myself. You're slightly clenching your buttons. Yes. So but that's, it's, are you enjoying it? I am very much okay, enjoying well, it. I feel like I'm part thing. of a brave new world. Yes. You know, like, uh, there's all sorts of things. And there's new things I'm going to talk about, perhaps, on, on next series. These NFTs that you... Yes. We're talking about a very, I don't very interesting. Understand? Yeah. Well, people are selling NFTs, which is non-fungible, fungible tokens. They're called, which are unique Still bits of code. Get it. But people are often, people are often being. They're selling the NFTs, and you're getting paid in Bitcoin. People aren't buying them with money. They're buying them with Ethereum or Bitcoin. Anyway, Listen, it's fascinating. I'm going to. I'm just going to be with you. Yes. And you do all of that. I'll let you know what's Great. going on. The other thing is that my uh, kids bought their mom, Mother's Day candle uh, from oh, yeah. the Diddley Squat Farm. What's that? Diddley Squat Farm is Jeremy Clarkson's farm shop. On his, is it, on is his that farm. what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> and the candle they bought yeah. is called This Smells of My Bollocks. Oh. 
They bought that for Mother's Day. Yes, I know. Hilarious, right? But what I did want to do is say, uh, just give a shout out to the Diddley Squat Farm. It's very funny. It's like a comedy farm shop. Yeah. But it's full of very good things. Expensive things at that. Yeah. But like, you can buy milk there, but it's called like cow juice. <laughs> and stuff like that. But it's called the Diddley Squat Farm. I think it's a dot com. And it is Jeremy Clarkson's farm shop. So if you go on his Instagram page, you take But do Jeremy Clarkson's bollocks smell nice? I have literally no idea. I think that it says, a unique and leathery scent of my car seat blended with hints of oak moss and earthy spices. Sounds like it could be quite nice. <laughs> it could be great, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a book that a friend of mine uh, gave to me. Oh, yeah. My good friend, Andy, as you know. Oh, he's my we always get some mention. And he loves, he loves to listen to this podcast, but he sent me a book. Uh, he knows I'm interested in all He gets all a mention when he gives something to you, but my mum yeah. just Yeah, no, me. you are hardcore, I've right? I've changed. Who, who recommended this? I don't care. It's mine now. <laughs> so this was my good friend, Andy. Now, my good friend, Andy, as you know, is Jewish. Yes. And um, I love talking to him about Jewish things. One because... Jewish culture and... Yes. Because, How it works and yeah, everything. Because when I grew up, for me, the Jewish or, or, or Jews were just a religion. They were just religious people. They you didn't really know anything about it. I didn't know anything about them. I didn't think they were an ethnic group, for instance. I just thought they, it was just a religion that people practised. I think it was based on the Old Testament. And we talked about it in RE and that was it. There was no Jewish people at my school at all. I moved to London when I was 21. And I remember mm-hmm. driving through Stamford Hill and seeing all these Orthodox Jews and thinking, mm. whoa, what, what is going on mm. here? You know, I was, mm. I was mesmerised by it. And then as a, you know, living in London for, for years and years and years, you meet lots of people say, well, I'm, I'm Jewish, you yes. know. And I used to think, oh, like, I wouldn't say I'm Catholic or mm. I'm C of E or whatever. I would describe myself as British, like. Mm. And you say, well, where were you born? They say, well, I'm born in British, but I'm a Jew. And I used to think, I've got to get my head around this. Like, it's such an interesting concept. Like, is it a religion or is it an ethnic group? You know, so anyway, I always speak to Andy about this. I'm fascinated by Second World War. I'm so what does Andy say? Is it a religion or is it an ethnic group? Uh, well, it, they are an ethnic group, yes. As well? Yes, as well. But I mm. think that's what that's where it becomes a slightly... Is, is the ethnic group not Isra- Israeli? Well, Israel's only existed really since the Second World War. It wasn't called that then. I think it was part of the Ottoman Empire before the First World War. So, so was the big argument about where the Jew- Jewish, whereas yes, the Jewish people's been, home, like they've been, been chucked out of every place they've ever everywhere. lived. So they yeah. ended up all over Europe, right? Yeah. And then obviously what, what Hitler did, did to them left them in a position where they didn't really exist anywhere. So I think the West, I could be wrong about this, so you're more welcome to educate me on it. The West decided they would give them Israel. Mm. And of course, that was a big... Uh, problem because there was a bunch of people that already lived in Israel, you know. Mm. So, um, you know, that's my knowledge of Jewish history, by the way, which is tiny. But anyway, my good friend Andy sent me this book by David Baddiel, who I'm a big fan of. Me too. I didn't really like David Baddiel as a stand-up comedian. I didn't think he was very good. Uh, I, I liked Baddiel and Skinner Unplanned, but it was mainly because I really liked Frank Skinner. But I think in the last five or ten years, David Baddiel's done three or four things, a couple mm. of stand-up shows, a few one-man shows, really written good. a few films... Absolutely not. I love six. him on Twitter. Yeah, he's his Twitter account brilliant. is really, really good. Really clever bloke. And mm. uh, he had a one man show a few years ago that I went to see that really was superb. But he's very clever. Yes. He did, I had this funny thing about um, he said if, you know, his mum was so proud that he went to Cambridge that he said, he said, if I ever fell in a canal and I was drowning, my mum would say, can somebody help my son who went to Cambridge? <laughs> He's fallen in the canal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it was such a big deal, you know, oh. for him to, to make it there. Anyway, he's written a book, a fantastic book that, that, like I say, my friend gave me called Jews Don't Count. Yes. And it's this idea that in this amazing kind of a maelstrom of activity on, on social media of this huge leftist agenda against to call out racism and bigotry here, there and everywhere, which I'm totally in favour of, by the way, I I agree with entirely, that Jews have been completely missed out from this whole situation. And here he is presenting a bunch of evidence of why that is. Now... But is it done in quite a comic way? It's really funny. Like, I've laughed non-stop all the way through it, mainly at the blatant... at the blatant disregard for, for Jewish culture in in all sorts of things that are being said. So I've got a couple of bits that I quite like to read out that are really quite funny. Now, I know I'm quite a clunky reader, but 
Um, You're a you good reader. Tight. What are you talking about? Um, so, you know, there's this whole thing wait, about... Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. You've got to take that back. You're well, good... sometimes I'm. When I read things out on this podcast, sometimes I'm all over the place. Yeah, so. but so am I. Sometimes it just depends on... I'm going to put the lights on. I think you're a great reader. Oh, well, good. Thank you. Because um, um, uh, I sometimes think that these messages that we give ourselves yes. aren't healthy because they, um, they kind of bed in a self-belief that isn't correct. Yes. So you're, you're a great reader. Oh, well, thanks very much. Uh, yeah. So there was all this anti-Semitic idea, uh, not ideas, but floating around about the Labour Party and where it stood on, on, yes. on, on, yes. on, uh, Jewish, on the Jewish people. And Andy would say, yeah, you know, there is... There is quite a bit of anti-Semitism coming out of the Labour Party. And he's thinking, well, where is well, it? Where I, is it? I can't yeah. see it, you know. Yeah. And he said, well, if you're not Jewish, it's quite hard to see. But, but there was this little bit in here. So Dawn Butler, who was the Shadow Secretary of State in 2019, does this speech at a Labour Party conference. And she reads this thing out at the end. Now, you, have to, you, you do have to get the context of the book, which is he's pointing out lots of different ways in which Jews are just excluded. So the anti-Semitism's coming from the idea exclusion. that... Exclusion. They're just if exclusion. You're excluded. So nobody's necessarily saying something specific. Mean. It's just that they're being... But that's like being invisible. bullied at school. Yeah, So yeah. you can be bullied at school by just yeah. being completely excluded and ignored. It's like you're invisible. Mm. So at the end of the Labour Party conference, um, Dawn Butler says... If you are in social housing, if you are LGBT+, if you are straight, if you are a traveller, if you're struggling to pay rent, if you wear a hijab, turban, a cross, if you are black, white, Asian, if you are disabled, if you don't have a trust fund, if you don't go to Oxford, if you are working class, if you're under 18, if you're aspirational, if you work, if you're a carer, if you feel you won't live beyond 25, if you've ever ticked the other box... If you have a future and you are worthy, worthy of equality, dignity and respect and uh, a Labour government will value you just for your tr- for being your true, authentic <laughs> self. Oh my God, that is quite funny. <laughs> and then he writes, the list is slightly odd that it includes a number of categories that would already be considered mainstream, including white and straight. But maybe Butler was not very keen to alienate anyone in this particular speech, not to leave any group out, but she did. <laughs> <laughs> So the book's full of things like that, really, where it's funny, but also like, oh, oh my God. God like I mean, entire... when you read that, that literally covers... Everybody. Everybody. But Jews or, or Jewish people. They're not in there. But even like white and straight's in there. So it's not even... And you think, oh, well, it's in there. So that, that's what's interesting about it, is a lot of people say, well, Jews are white. It comes up quite a lot. So... You know, you don't get to, you don't, and Jews aren't oppressed, you know, and of course there's this idea that they were, they've been more oppressed than any ethnic group in the history of the world. But there was one other thing that really made me laugh, uh, laugh as well. I don't know if I've, um, I've put this bit out. I mean, actually, can I just say something yeah. while you're looking for yes. it? Yes. What's quite interesting about this book is that it is always good to read about everybody. And mm. what's interesting is that David Baddiel, you're a non-Jew... Yes. And you are reading this book because you're learning something um, and you're not necessarily having to agree with everything that he's saying, but you are learning a bit about history. Yes. In this book, which is important. Mm -hmm. You're educating yourself and you're laughing. Uh, Yes. Well, that's why I would recommend it is one, because I'm learning so much in it and it's done in a completely inclusive, very funny way. Mm. And there's loads of stuff that is being exposed to me. And I always think that any success that I'm likely to have from now on is based on everything that I don't know. Because everything I do know has got me here. And it's everything I don't know that'll get me a little bit further, whatever the measure of success would be. So I, I need to keep learning because that's where all the action is, right? Oh my God, you've just blown my mind. Oh, really? <laughs> no, you've completely blown my mind. Oh, uh, really? Oh, good. That's so true. Mm. Like it's in everything I don't know. So... I think, well, teach me stuff, you know, and that's what I love about this book. Um, but let me just, I'll just give, cover this last piece as well, because this is very funny. But he says, perhaps we can cut to the chase on this. Let me ask you, dear reader, a straight question. Do you think of Jews as BAME? You know, the term B-A-M-E, e, which yeah. I think stands for Black, Asian and Minority Ethnic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says, it says here, I mean, I do. That's partly the point of this book. It's... Um, polemic. Polemic. I always want to say polemic. Yeah, it's polemic. Um, it's polemic um, about why Jews should be understood. And somewhere in the Emmy section of Bain, um, I guess that's where he thinks that, that it mm-hmm. sits. But I think most people would not agree. They might decide to not actively exclude Jews. 
uh, once someone like me points this out to them, that Jews are actually an ethnic minority who Mm -hmm. get discriminated against and suffer racism. But that acceptance would be accompanied by, I would suggest, uh, by a kind of, oh, yeah, uh, I suppose so. I never really thought about it like that. And then a shrug and that's it, you know. And I just thought it's it's really interesting because a lot of people don't see them as an ethnic group at all. I think they just see them as perhaps white and religious. But he points out in this book also, it's quite funny, that he's only ever been beaten up twice in his life, one for being a Jew and the other for being a Pakistani. And he said, so I can't pull the white card because I'm not, you know, I'm not seen as white. Anyway, it is a superb read. It's really short. I mean, a bit like um, Noughts and Crosses. Yes. Um, that book mm-hmm. that really is very thought-provoking. It's a thought-provoking book. It will make you think. It will make you look at life slightly differently. It might make you look at the Jewish faith and culture a bit differently. Yes. Now, the, um, di- the dichotomy that exists in the book, of course, is mm-hmm. that he's having a go at the left because they're excluding him. Mm-hmm. Whereas what the left are generally doing is attacking the right for being perhaps uh, racist or uh, mm-hmm. homophobic or mm-hmm. um, against disabilities or whatever because mm-hmm. they're just in favour of the market. So... He's not attacking the usual people. That's what's interesting. He's saying mm. to all these people who are being very righteous about the disabled mm. and about gays and, and But historically, and David Baddiel has always been left-leaning. Yeah, and this is, what he's, this is his problem, mm. is that he is he's part of the left. Himself. And yeah. it's like what's happened is yeah. that I'm starting to turn on my own people. Mm. <laughs> and that's what's brilliant about the book. It's a really interesting take on that idea. God. Uh, it's brilliant. So... Can I have it after you? Andy Abrahams, a massive thank you. Uh, again? Yeah. You know, he just keeps... Uh, yeah. He just keeps on coming with it those does. amazing gifts. Uh, yeah, it's very, very good. I was very happy. How long have we been talking? Uh, a I bit, feel like a long time. A long time, but I do want... There's a couple of other things. We, we can do a couple more minutes, right? Because it's the last one of the series. Oh, uh, look, at, look at the way you're looking at me. <laughs> you're going to let me? Yes. Yeah, thanks. I did take a long time on the doghouse. It's just I was crying so yeah, much I, I, I couldn't quite get it out. <laughs> Your son, Chester, exposed me to a game on the iPad, which is something for all the family people. And it's called... It's really good. It's great. It's called GeoGuessr. Now, if anyone's played geocaching, you'll know that uh, geocaches are these little, um, like, treasure treasure troves that are planted... They get hidden. ...all over the world. And if you go into geocache, you can then go on a little treasure hunt and find these little things that people have left. Well, this one's called GeoGuessr. And all you do is open the app... And you press start and it drops a pin somewhere in Google Maps and it can be anywhere in the world and you can set yourself a timer and you basically got to work out where you are. And it gives you a visual on the map so it's not like it doesn't drop you on a, a road map, it drops you on an actual visual yes. image. So like a satellite a street, photo. A satellite yeah. photo, Or exactly. a street view, yeah, that's right. So, But you could be anywhere on a country lane, mm-hmm. anywhere. You don't know what country you're in or where you are in any country or anything. And it's great anything. for so, Chester because he's really got... Very good with his detective work. And you learn a lot about geography, right? Yes. Because you very quickly think, right, so you, you can zoom along the street and find a road sign, then you've got to determine whether that road sign might just say 30, and you think, well, it's a 30-mile-an-hour road sign, but what country it is in? Because it's not the same font that we would use here. And you think, well, isn't American sign? Do they use kilometres an hour or mm. miles an hour? Mm. Then you find another sign, or you find a, a hotel, and it's got a certain language or a phone code or something like that. Anyway, it's really, really good. And you can just do a global one. There's a Europe one. There's a UK one. The UK one's quite good. Mm. I've been really successful on the UK one. I bet you have because uh, you've travelled around a I've lot. I've travelled around a lot, yeah. So, um, like Scotland, you can instantly pick, pinpoint Scottish brickwork on a house. Like, the, the types of stone that they use up there is not mm. the same as they use down here. So, But it's really good. It's called Geokesser. It's completely free. Uh, you play it and get points. And when you unlock, you get a certain amount of points, you unlock certain different countries that you can go and look at. Mm-hmm. You were very good. You got New Zealand one mm-hmm. night. And I just thought we were in England somewhere. But it's mm-hmm. amazing but New how New Zealand similar... and England. Yeah. And I've been to New Zealand three yes. times, so I, I kind of know it yeah. a bit. I was really impressed with that. So GeoGuessr, um, it's really good fun. And then if you've both got two iPads, you can set a timer and say, right, we've got five minutes to find out where we are. And me and uh, Chester played this uh, a lot last time I was with him. And I absolutely loved it. Um, and also, I just wanted to say, because I didn't clarify earlier, the Just Watch app is free as well. Okay, great. Lots of fun to have for free. That's sh- what we like. Yes. Any shout-outs? Um, I have got uh, a few shout-outs, yes. I just wanted to tell you quickly um, about the most amazing podcast. This was from Wendy... 
Uh, her account is Wendy P2. And she told me about a podcast called Cold Case Crime Cuts. Oh, okay, yes. Have you heard of it? I have, yeah. It's a comedy. Yeah. They're half an hour long, and basically they are dissecting the song Copacabana. Okay. But in the mindset and the style of serial. Oh, yeah. This American Life. Great. So I'm just going to play you a tiny bit of the beginning. Stable is presented by me from the same stable the horses vanished from as we take the blankets and sneakers off and uncover the whole story. Podcast from the same stable is brought to you by our friends in Lollapalooza Studios, New York City, a product of National American Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Mason Lane, Havana, Cuba, the northern quarter. On the corner opposite a mural of a man smoking a Cuban cigar is an actual man smoking an actual Cuban cigar. That's hardly surprising. <laughs> Cuba is the home of Cuban cigars. They're even named just, after the place. Very good. It just goes on and on. Um, me and Wendy just started laughing. I sent her a message back going, oh my God, this is fucking hilarious. Thank you so much. Brought to you from the same stable. And then she just went, isn't it brilliant? And then we just like laughed, laughed, laughed and laughed. So... Wendy, you are epic. That was a brilliant suggestion. Thank you. Verity. That's a great name, isn't it? Verity Hardcastle. Oatcakes. Oh, more oatcakes. Oatcakes, yeah. Because we, we recommended an oatcake company, which was uh, the oh, mix. Yeah, the yeah mix. they're going to send us some of that mix um, last week. So these, we love oatcakes. And they're healthy. The tastiest healthy snack ever. Nans. Nans on the go. Fruit and seed oatcakes. I'm going to get those. Yeah. And um, the other thing I wanted to show you was this. This is from Claire Blackburn. Oh. Um, she is your friend. She is. I went to school with Claire yeah. Blackburn, yeah. And uh, she wants to know if you ever opened up a hair salon. In Walkmadale? So no. I said no. No, I um, didn't. But look what her mum said. Her mum yeah. said her hair was done by a really short, really short and spiky by a young lad. Yeah. So I love that, that you basically turned into like just a generic young, young lad. Young lad, yeah. No, it, when, oh, that could have been Michael. When I left uh, every generation, I had a long, dreadlocked, permed hair. So wow. I, wasn't, I wasn't short and spiky back then. No, I think she had a short and spiky oh. by a young lad. Oh, well, there's a possibility, but I, was, I worked in Preston. But she was saying to... that you opened your own shop in Walton Liddell. No, I didn't. No. Walton Liddell. Walton Liddell. You went a bit French there, Walton Liddell. Walton Liddell. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it sounds loads better than it actually is, that's for sure. Uh, Verity also goes on to say, uh, both dog lovers catch up BBC One's Pooch Perfect on the iPlayer. The final is amazing. Also, I'm the judge on the show. Verity's a judge on Pooch Perfect. <gasps> huh? What? Love your part of so many recommendations I've listened from Day Dot, from buying cubby bamboo underpants to an air fryer, many things in between. Oh, thanks, Verity. We'll check out Pooch Perfect because, as you can see, my other half here loves dogs. I do. And anything to do with I dogs. I do. And any gifts with dogs. Anything. Any YouTube videos anything. with dogs. Anything with dogs, um, Donna Manning. Yeah. Um, has recommended a film that's on Netflix called Penguin Bloom. Mm. And she says, have the tissues ready and mm. I love a cry. Okay. So Great. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I love a cry. Mm. Sharon Blythe. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to your fab podcast from day one. Bought a few of your recommendations as I list cutter, Molecule One. Uh, I can recommend a cereal on face on facelift. What the hell has happened to me? It's that kind of Guinness. I can recommend a fantastic cereal on Netflix called Spotless Edge. Oh no, it's called Spotless. Edge of the seat viewing. I told you I can't read. It's because you're pissed. <laughs> It's nothing to do with the fact you can't uh, read. You've just had a Guinness. <laughs> it's nothing to do... Yeah, okay, You know, okay. you can read really well. Uh, not wanting... Uh, edge of the seat viewing. Not wanting the next thing that's going to happen. Happen. A cleaning company... Oh, I mean, you're giving too much away. One for Michael to watch after Breaking Bad. If he loves it, he'll love this too. I'm an oh, On Your good. Goals member too, Davina. Yes. Love the well done. Workouts. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, Thanks, Sharon. Um, okay, people, we're going to have a break. It's going to be Easter. I'm going to roll an egg. Do you know my favourite Easter egg? If you're going to buy me an egg, you know what it is? Um, Milky Way. Milky Bar. Bar. It's a big difference between the Milky Bar yeah, and Milky no, Way. Yeah, no, but I knew what I meant. You did know, yeah, mm. and I knew what you meant too. Mm. I just like the 99p Milky Bar egg. That's the only thing I, I want. Just okay, so you know. well, you're such a cheap date. It's great. I know. 
I don't want anything from Hotel Chocolate. No. I don't no. want anything from Thornton's. No. I don't, I don't want, want an egg. I'm don't... even cheaper. Yeah. How about mm. a boiled egg? You... Yes. Yeah? So they do some eggs and toast. Yes! So roll an egg. You never rolled no. your Easter eggs. I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Do you not? No. People will out there will know what I'm talking about. On Easter, Easter and Sunday, you rolled yeah. your egg until it broke and that's when you got to eat it. And rolling the egg on Easter Sunday was, was to signify Jesus rolling the great big stone oh, away really? from the tomb as he resurrected. I don't know. That's what I was told. I said to my mum, why am I rolling my eggs down this hill? And she said... We need to ask Helen. Who? My mum? Yes. Oh, she'll have made that up. But it seemed plausible to me. So I've been telling people that for but years and years. But is it a nationwide thing that people roll their eggs? I don't think I it is. I thought it was. It's a bit like when my granny told me that mm. toes... She called my toes toadines for my entire life. Yeah. So I just called my toes toadines thinking that the world called their toes toadines as a nickname. Mm. No, no one bloody calls their toes toadines. I look like a lunatic every time I say it. Yeah, well, I talk... Apparently it's an Irish thing. And then I went over to Ireland and I started calling my toes toadines and they're all like, what are you talking about? I've taught my kids to roll their eggs. When they get eggs for Easter, you roll them until they break. Well, there, you've told two kids to do that and they may go off and have kids. And they'll tell their kids. And then they'll roll it and then it'll be spread and then in... Mm. 2,000 years' time, everybody, your kids will be loaded because they'll have bitcoins yeah. from their dad. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and um, every, really everybody so. in the whole of this country will be rolling eggs and go, yes, this is an old, old thing from it's back in the that, day. Isn't it how these things... Uh, there's a story. Do you want, shall I finish on a story? A little yes. tiny little story? Yes. So it's this, um, this uh, family go round to their mother's house every day for a Sunday roast and the mother mm. makes this perfect roast beef joint every Sunday. Mm. Um, but before she puts the meat in, in the tin, she, she gets the joint of beef and she cuts off like a centimetre off one end of the beef and a centimetre off the other end of the beef and she picks it up, puts it in the tin and goes to roast it for a couple of hours or whatever. And the dad's been watching this and he's been doing the same thing for years. thinking. And he says to her one day, and he said, look, I've watched you cook this roast dinner throughout my entire childhood and now as an adult. And... Um, I've never understood uh, how you get it so good, but I've noticed you cut half an inch off each end of the beef, you know, before you cook it. And she says, yeah, yeah, it doesn't fit in the tin otherwise. <sighs> and he just thought that was a trick to, to making it cook it really well. So he'd been doing the same thing. But it's the same thing with rolling your eggs, right? It's like, um, I think we just... <laughs> But when I used to say, why do we do it? My mum said it was Jesus rolling the stone. And I also and really, like, I really like the idea of um, it in some way, because she's making you wait for that egg, it tastes better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we get it you on know. Friday or whatever, but we can't eat it till Sunday. You've, what, you've rolled it a long way? Yeah, well, we used to go to Scotland to the Law Hill in Dundee and roll it down the volcano. Do you see, what? Yeah, there's a big hill in, in Dundee called the Law, yeah. which I think is... Celtic for hill, but we used to call it Law Hill, but that would mean mm. it's called the Hill Hill. hill. Mm. Um, anyway, that, that's, apparently it's an old volcano, but the next time you go to Dundee, I'll take you up there. If you go across the Tay Bridge, you'll see that Dundee is built on top of this kind of hill, this huge yeah. hill. Yeah. And the top of the hill yeah. was the cap of a volcano. Wow. Now, this could well be a story that I've been told, and it's perpetual lie, but my dad said, no, 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 like it, thousands of years ago, it would have been an erupting volcano. And that's yeah. why it's that shaped. Yeah. So you go up the low hill and you roll your Easter egg down it until it but breaks. How, far, how far is it? Oh, it's huge. It's a great big hill. What, you spend like... Yeah. Uh, you, you, I mean, it would break in after oh, 50 yards or something oh, okay. like that. You, know? <laughs> you walk back down again. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've got it. You didn't I've got have it. to hit all the tenements at the bottom. I get it. Um, but um, it was, you know, it was very good. I've got pictures of me as a child rolling my eggs down the low. This is another one of those moments mm. where I just think I know you a bit better. You certainly do. Um, milky bar. I've already... Great. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Okay. This has been nice. I've enjoyed this one. Yes, yeah, good. Uh, I should drink this more often. Yeah, drink more. Um, have a fantastic Easter, everybody. Um, yes. And I hope we you've really, enjoyed. We really love you. And yeah, we yeah. love hearing from you. And we love your tips. Mm-hmm. And you are also making our lives better as well as us making your lives better. So thank you. Oh, one of the things we were meant to do on this episode yeah. is um, Entail had asked us to um, give a shout out. They've got a new feature on the Entail app. Which is absolutely amazing. So it's, a, it's basically, it's called Collections. Entail, who basically we always say the best way to listen to our podcast yes. is with Entail because it means that you can access everything that we talk about immediately. Um, but now on Entail, they've set up a section called Collections. 
and it's designed to help you find new podcasts and keep up with your favourite podcast moments. So if you just click Explore Collections at the top of the homepage on Entail, you can find something new and um, you could perhaps follow the one called Positive Vibes for a bunch of podcasts that will sort of put a spring in your step or um, if you want celebrity interviews or like you can click on anything that you particularly want to watch or you can follow our own collection. So we've got on our collection, we've got links to all the TV shows, all the movies we've recommended, tips to everything, clicks to everything. So if you're thinking, God, what was that thing yeah, they talked um, about. a few weeks ago mm-hmm. that they talked about and I really want to watch it, you can just go on collections on the Entail app. So... And not only that, you can share these collections as yeah, well, I totally. think, can't you? You can tag them and share them yep. uh, via WhatsApp or email or text or anything like that. Totally. And, then, and also you can just hit Explore Collection on the homepage and find the one that says Making the Cut, What to Watch, and make sure you follow our collection and then you'll be notified every time we add to it as mm-hmm. well. So it'll send you a notification going, even if you miss the podcast, yeah. you'll still find out what we're recommending. Mm-hmm. Although we don't recommend that. We want no. you to well, you want listen, to listen to it. But yeah, yeah. we do get a lot of people that say, is there anywhere where I can see yes. just all the films you've recommended? Yes. And now you can. So yeah. Entail app, go in there and explore the collections. But I just want to say brilliant... that Janine, who is yeah. cataloguing everything oh, yes. we've ever talked about, don't worry. Yes, you, we still, we still need, need you. need all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to set up the website. Um, great. Entail, go and download that. That's the place to listen Amazing. to Amazing. Um, see you very soon. See you soon. Happy Easter. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.